I believed before my accident that happiness was something you chased, that once you got somewhere, then you could be happy. And then I realized that I can wake up every day and I can choose happiness. I can choose gratitude. So I think they go hand in hand, that these are practices. Some days we may not get it perfect, but as we mentioned earlier, we're all perfectly imperfect. But mm-hmm. both are choices that we can make, that we can wake up and choose to be happy. Hello, and welcome to Gratitude Space. I'm your host, Chris Palmore. I'm a gratitude scholar, enthusiast, and creator. What is a gratitude creator, you ask? It's a person who creates a space that allows you to come to the moment where you can realize you have so much to be grateful for. We all do, and allow this podcast to be your weekly reminder. Here you will find gratitude stories and practical ways to assist you in the daily practice of being grateful. Welcome to Gratitude Space. Welcome, welcome. Chris here. This is episode two, recognizing the moments with Michael O'Brien. Michael O'Brien is the chief shift officer and resilience expert at Peloton Executive Coaching and helps leaders prevent bad moments from turning into bad days. He has shared his personal transformation last bad day story and leadership advice on the TEDx stage with Fortune 500 companies, entrepreneur, and fast company. But before we get started, I've partnered with YourTakeaways.com. YourTakeaways.com is an amazing website that allows you, the listener, to give a little feedback on this episode in exchange for a gift. The gift for answering three questions about this podcast episode is a digital copy of Chapter 1 of Michael O'Brien's book, Shift, Creating Better Tomorrows. It's really simple. Just click the link in the show notes titled yourtakeaways.com, spend three minutes giving your feedback and receive a gift. Thank you in advance for listening and taking this extra step to share what you've learned. Now, without further ado, Michael O'Brien. Welcome to Gratitude Space, Michael. How are you doing today? Great, Chris. I'm looking forward to this for the last couple of days, so I'm glad we have a chance to connect today. Likewise, likewise. I want to thank you again for uh, for doing the interview on the website a few weeks back. A few weeks back, uh, that anybody can go read to read right now at uh, gratitudespace.com forward slash ob, because people call you ob. Uh, that's that's what your friends call you, right? Absolutely. So uh, that was my nickname, like growing up, and then also in my corporate life. So the people closest to me still call me OB and then I get called Michael and occasionally from back home folks will call me Mike but I always know it's like if someone's from Rochester that's where I grew up the, you mm-hmm. know it's like they're gonna call me Mike but most other people will call me OB and or Michael and stuff like that so yeah so I hey it was great to be part of that part of the interview and be in a catalog of other leaders who care about gratitude so I felt very honored. I still too feel very honored to be included in the people that you've already interviewed. So um, thank you, brother, for that. It means a lot. Uh, you're welcome, man. Uh, you know, it means a lot to me. Uh, every every bit, every interview I get to do, I just uh, it just brings me a lot of brings me a lot of joy, and uh, and it just continues to uh, help this thing grow. And uh, we've just put more gratitude content out into the world, which uh, I I know there can never be enough of. So um, it. So thank you. Thank you. And then we're doing this. So we're going to even have more, more gratitude content to, uh, to have people out in the world for people to find. So, uh, can you, uh, Michael, to start off, can you just uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure thing. So I'll start with my main responsibilities. I'm a husband married 26 years, just celebrated our wedding anniversary last week, a father awesome. of two daughters who are 19 and 22. And one of them is a recent, virtual graduate of college <laughs> so there was a virtual <laughs> ceremony and then i'm you know current day i'm an executive coach i like to say that i help people prevent bad moments from turning into a bad day which we'll get into what a bad day is all about and i'm still a cyclist and friend so i wear multiple hats but the two big roles that get me fired up every day is that is a, a, of a husband that is a father We'll add the third, 
just helping people find gratitude, also find resilience, especially like in this moment in time where we need both of those so much more than ever before. Yeah, I, I, I it's, that's, that's great, man. I'm completely with you. And uh, I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting that we've had all these, uh, these things that we are allowed to do every day kind of uh, put on hold or taken away from us. And just to be able to, to sit back in a moment and go, well, you know, those it's, it's, they were being taken for granted, honestly, a lot, a lot of things, all the freedoms that we have, you know, we should be appreciating these things more. And I do think that as things come back, people will appreciate um, these things more, at least going back into regular, you know, normal days. Um, you know, just the freedom to travel even, cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm uh, my, my biggest stress of this thing. And I know, I know that this isn't, we're going to get into the much of a conversation, but you know, I'm, I'm engaged to a, a amazing woman that lives in Colombia and uh, the country of Colombia. And, and this has obviously put a hold on yeah. uh, the embassy shutting down there. And, and, and in Colombia, you know, they've been really strict. They have, as of this moment, there's something like they've had a thousand deaths and that's 50 million people. Um, and they're tighter than us here in Kentucky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there it's, wow. um, you know, and they, and they keep going like every couple of weeks, the president will get back on and he'll go, uh, the quarantine is not going to end on the 20th. This is what happened yesterday. Quarantine is not going to end on the 25th. Now it's going to end on June 1st. And then they're talking about when they're going to open up their borders, which is, uh, international travel, which as of right now, they're discussing like, you know, the end of August. Um, so, you know, I, I know that I'm fortunate that that's, that's the only way this is really affect, you know, the biggest effect on me is that I know that I'm on, I'm on the upscale of that, you know, I know I'm very fortunate with that. Um, and I can look at it in, in, a, in a grateful way and say that I'm really grateful that she's at home with her parents because if she was here, she would be really stressed out. It would just, it would be a bad situation. So, I try to keep those, th you know, try to keep those things in the forefront uh, when I'm dealing with the stress of just the reality of not being able to do things that would normally, you know, you'd normally be able to do. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Chris. I think like in these moments, it's so easy to focus and fixate on what we don't have and can't do anymore versus really trying to shift our perspective on like, okay, what do we still have? What do we still can do? Because we still have a lot, you, you know, like, for, for many folks, we have the privilege of maybe working via a laptop or, you know, com compared to other people here in our country in the U.S. or just people across the globe. So it, I think for me, you know, gratitude is like trying to shift our perspective and say, okay, what do I still have? What can I still do? And focus on those things because those are in our control versus all the things I can't do anymore, all the things that may ha have lost temporarily, because uh, right. worrying about those isn't going to help me move forward. Exactly. Yeah. The work. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, I try to lean back on that a lot too. Worrying doesn't really help, you know, worrying about things you can't control. Uh, all it does is uh, it's just not healthy all the way around. It's not good for you. It's not good for the people you're around or anything, you know, um, it doesn't, it doesn't help at all. Um, it's, it's better just to take your focus and uh, keep in, you know, keep moving forward. Like in my situation, it's like, okay, well, um, our embassy date has been canceled. It's okay. That's not the end of the world. The embassy will open up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the next step is I'm going to continue looking and we'll get back on the schedule and then we'll just have, you know, you have that in mind and then you just keep moving forward. You know, um, it isn't like, uh, you know, I know that at some point that will happen. So I, at least my mindset's not going to be worry, worry, worry. That's never going to happen. What are we going to do? You know, what, what happens yeah. then to this relationship? I, I don't think my mind there because that's not a reality. I just go, okay, next step. I just know what I have to do and we're going to do that. And I'm not going to worry about it because worrying uh, will not speed it up and will not, it'll just, it'll make me miserable. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. You will eventually get married. So yes. This will eventually end and we have a chance to create a better normal, as I'd like to say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, moving, so moving forward in, with our interview here, uh, would you just let us know uh, what does being grateful mean to you? Well, like it, it, in a lot of ways, it means what we just talked about. It's like seeing, 
seeing the things that are in front of us uh, that we can still do have. And I also think this, I think this is key, especially in this moment, is that we can be grateful for our challenges as well. A lot of times I think people think of gratitude as all like rainbows and unicorns, all the fluffy stuff. Maybe some of the right. stuff we've taken for granted is too, as well. But I think we can also be grateful for our challenges because I think we both know this and the listeners know this, that our challenges sometimes bring out the best in us. They propel the most growth. So we're going through something right now that is, you know, pretty easily categorized as a challenge. And it's testing us in so many different ways. But I believe if we can have gratitude for this moment, that this is happening for us, not to us, then coming out of it, we can be better uh, on a whole different, all different fronts. So for me, it's like, you know, being present and seeing what's in front of me. And the fact that I can see those things means I'm alive. And that's, um, that is something worth being grateful for. Yes, for sure, man. I love that. Um, what, right now in this moment, what are three things you're grateful for? Well, certainly our health, because we went mm -hmm. through COVID as a family and we had, you know, we all, well, we all think we had it. The testing in New Jersey wasn't that great in March. So we don't know. And some of the antibody tests are not necessarily that accurate right now. So we think we had it but we're not positive. So our health, something that we all take for granted until we lose it. So definitely grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my family. I'm obviously grateful for my wife, you know, celebrating 26 years of marriage last week. And she's the head of like my Peloton, as I like to say. And mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm thankful that we um, and grateful for these types of connections. You know, the fact that you know, I know Zoom isn't necessarily everyone's cup of tea and we might have some, you know, Zoom stress disorder going on, but <laughs> Zoom, Zoom, Zoom is allowing for us or just other forms of connection, allowing us to connect and share stories like we've never had before. So I think it's, um, it's something that we should be grateful for. Yeah, we can throw shade or hate on Zoom, but, you know, without it, it things would be a lot different. So I'm grateful that we have a platform like this to connect like we're doing today. Likewise. And, you know, um, I, uh, I was writing my, uh, in my gratitude journal this morning and I just wanted to share being, I was asking you what you were grateful for. I thought I would, uh, take, yeah, I'd love to share to know, that, yeah. you know, that I, you know, I wrote that, uh, that I, I'm just, I was grateful that you were going to do this podcast with me this morning. So I was grateful for you. I was grateful for my fresh coffee. Um, for my strong back and uh, just to say, so yesterday I, I went for a jog, which I was really happy that the weather was nice and I decided to wear a weight vest and, I oh, wow. and I've, wor I've worn the weight vest before because I'm trying to track, I do a, I want to stay in my, I, I have like a heart, you know, blue Bluetooth heart rate monitor and I'm, I want to keep my, uh, I was tracking my heart rate, trying to keep it in the fat burning zone and not more the uh, anaerobic zone. Um, yeah. But I think I, and I've done this before, but I think I had it going too tight. So when I got back, man, my upper back, I've got some, I've got some pain. And I was just thinking, I was thinking of that. And it is, it is uncomfortable, but I was just thinking about how normally I'm so healthy and I am very strong. And just the fact that I can, I can, I, this does stink. I know I will feel better. I know what I did, but the fact of the matter yeah. is I normally, I'm really, I normally feel so great. So when this happens, I'm, I'm very present to, how this feels and how I don't like it. And just, uh, I'm just very fortunate for my health. I guess what it comes down to, I know I, I do have a very strong body 99.9% .9 of the time. And, uh, I'm very grateful for that. Um, and then every morning also, I just write the word health. I put dot, dot, dot. And what I do mentally is I go through, uh, the people that are closest to me and I say their names and I see their faces, um, in my mind and I'm just grateful that, in the, you know, and this has come out in the last, you know, three or four weeks just because of all the things, all the tragedy in the world and reminding me of all, how fortunate I am that the people I love are healthy. So I go through that. Um, and then uh, yesterday, my, my, one of my best friend, Rick's, uh, Rick had, uh, had, had, their, they had their baby and the baby's healthy, oh, um, cool. which, is, which is massive. Awesome. So I was really happy to tappy, very happy for him and just, it brought me a lot of joy just to see the photos and read, uh, read about that. And then lastly, I put 
Uh, I'm I'm very uh, grateful for Spotify. I listen to different music. I use it throughout the day, and uh, just having uh, a subscription to be able to, you know, just act having access to anything and everything, and being able to use that every day. If it's listening to, you know, with example, you know, I go paint with my dad at the condo. We listen to music, or in the morning, I have the same thing that pops on when I wake up, you know, and then also when I'm doing uh, writing or meditation. There's, you know, there's just it's an it's it's a very amazing tool that is totally worth it to me and i'm very grateful for it <laughs> very cool so what what's the song that wakes you up every day uh well there's uh there's a band called uh um bon ivy and uh his first album there, okay so <laughs> this is kind of there there's a there's a band called the vitamin c quartet okay so okay. they do they do instrumentals of they'll do individual songs, they'll do whole albums. So, or partial albums. So they did an instrumental version of, of half of his first album. So it's, oh, yeah. it's instrumental music. It's really amazingly, they're really great. So it's, it's, you know, it's a quartet doing his, uh, his first album that I listened to in the morning. Um, you know, before that I had, uh, oh, who was it? It was Jocko uh, Willick. Uh, he has, he, he does a lot of like discipline stuff. So I had, I would wake up to him for weeks on end. I was waking up to him just basically giving discipline talks <laughs> oh, cool. as I would, as I would get out of bed. So uh, I love, I love my, uh, I love my Alexa. I I'm really grateful for uh, you know, the Alexa devices, man. And just the, uh, oh, that's, that's, yeah, we don't have one of those, but I just looked at, I looked at them up. So on Spotify. So I am like, I'm going to like, after we get done talking, I'm, I'm going to turn that on. So I'm a Spotify fan as well. So, Oh yeah, I'll share those with you. And you know, another thing about uh, the, uh, you know, the Alexa device, our smart devices, but I, I wake up, you know, this is, it's amazing to live in the world we do. I wake up and I say, good morning, Alexa. And what happens is my oil diffuser goes off. Okay. My uh, AC in my room goes off. Um, and then I hear her voice say, Chris, what are you grateful for? Because you can basically tell her to say anything to you <laughs> in the morning. So I hear, I hear that voice. And then, uh, you know, she tells me the weather. And then the lights come on in my, the lights come on in my bedroom. They, the, my monitor comes on from my computer. The light in the kitchen comes on. And then the music starts playing. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, it. these aren't expensive things, man, too. That's amazing, too. Smart plugs aren't expensive, you know, devices, these things. It's, it's, it's amazing the world, the time we live in. Um, to do something That's, like this 10 years ago would have cost, I would imagine, I couldn't even imagine what it cost 10 years ago. Yeah, you know? no, I, yeah, it, it, yeah, that sort of blows me away. Just like the thing about how the world's changed. And the thing is, the really cool thing is the world's going to change 10 years from now we're going to have our mind minds blown on other things. So that's, that's a cool thing about progress. And that's, you know, some of the change that I think some, sometimes makes other people uncomfortable, but I'm like, yeah, let's, let's move forward. Let's step forward and make this happen. For sure, man. The few it's, yeah. I mean, just in our lifetime, what's happened is think what's going to become. I mean, it's it, the future is a really exciting place to be uh, looking forward to. <laughs> Absolutely. No doubt about that. So I know you did share how much your wife is important to you, but I wanted to just, uh, you know, it, it, could you share somebody else in your life you're grateful for and why? Well, I would say Bobby, who brought us together. Um, and he he's just a special human being. And then the other person is a guy named David, David Kolb. He, uh, he's the one that inspired me to get into my current profession. So my job as a coach. I met him a few months before my cycling accident, my last bad day, as I call it. And in the ICU, I kept on mentioning his name. And when I came out in the ICU, my wife asked me about him. Uh, I don't remember any of this, Chris, being in the ICU, as, as you know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I'm like mentioning him, you know, no one else. So I knew that was a seed that I would one day follow in his footsteps. So he's been a mentor to me my whole professional career and to this day. So uh, he's definitely someone that I'm grateful for because it allows me to do the type of work I do today, having him in my life. 
Awesome, man. Yeah, and I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to say Bobby also, uh, just to him connecting us, and he's just, uh, he's such an amazing person and so kind and giving of his time and thoughtful and very in presence. Uh, he's been amazingly good to me, all of our friendship. And I, I was even thinking, I was thinking the other day about, because I wanted to mention him during the podcast, just that you know, years back when I was working on these, these events and stuff I was doing, I was, I was calling, you know, he's in, he's in a different time zone. So I, I would get up really early and I was still, con I don't know what I was thinking. I was contacting him like, you know, and he, he would, you know, he wouldn't get mad at me if he did answer the phone, you know, like he, even though and I didn't realize it till later, like how, uh, you know, just, I felt so comfortable with him. That I, that that I would just you know that when I would think of things I get excited and I just wanted to tell him and he would always yeah. be uh, there and he would never complain or anything which is even more impressive. Um, so he's a he's he's a wonderful wonderful person and um, so so you know just so amazing. I'm just so grateful for him uh, just his friendship and that he's connected us and um, just he's connected me to a lot of really nice great people actually. You know um, he's. He's wonderful. Yeah. And he's helped me with my book and we, uh, you know, he'll, he'll even prove some of these, uh, interviews for me, which is nice. He's just, it's great oh, to have cool. somebody like that to just, yeah. When your interview, we took it and I, we went through the whole thing just to make sure everything, re you know, like we, we sat down and had a thing. Cause I just wanted to, we were just very important that, uh, that it's very important to both of us that, that it was, that it was great. You know, um, that it was, there was, you know, that it read perfect. Um, not yes. that it's, it, you know what I mean? Uh, two eyes are better than one. So uh, he's just, he's just really great. And I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop there. Cause I feel like I'm just da 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 da. So, um, <laughs> so tell us, uh, for example, you, you have the Kintsugi podcast and I, you know, I asked you how you came up with uh, that title and how uh, Kintsugi fits into gratitude. Yeah. So great question, Chris. So yeah, I came, out with the Kintsugi podcast in April. So it's a relatively new project. And it was really just inspired by this moment in time. So the official title of it is the Kintsugi podcast, Conversations About Resilience. And it's all based on the Japanese art form of Kintsugi, where broken pottery is put back together with gold fillet, which creates like a scarring effect with the pottery. Like if anything breaks, you glue it, and you can see the fault lines or the crack lines i'm looking and, at a cup right now with that go ahead yeah and so it's for me what it represents is that we we all stumble and fall and we we scrape our knees we crack we have blemishes gray hairs wrinkles scars i have plenty from my accident and instead of like like looking at them as like imperfections that make us less than i look at them in, in this way that it's broken. We have, bro you know, the pot pottery breaks, we break occasionally, and we can be put back together more beautifully. So broken, broken and better, if you will, that's one way of looking at it. So I used to look at my scars and my imperfections, as, as you will, as, as a less than type of thing. And I came to realize over time that my scars are my beautiful, they tell a wonderful story that I am perfectly imperfect as we all are. Mm -hmm. And and so in our scars, in our blemishes, we can also see gratitude that those scars tell us something about who we are, tells others who we are. Those gray hairs and wrinkles and scars and blemishes, well, we've earned those um, because we've gone through something challenging and we can be grateful for that challenge. We can also just, be you know grateful that we're still living um, and grateful that we have something that can share our story to others and we can inspire others as well through it. So I think there's obviously a big message of resilience in the Kintsugi podcast, but there's also a very important message about gratitude as well. That's beautiful, man. That's great. Yeah. I, lo I love that metaphor and, uh, and uh, like I was saying, I'm looking at a, a cup, you know, and uh, my my fiance, who was my fiance at the time years ago, she had this cup made for me. I, <laughs> this is a 
little, it's a little inside joke, but there's a, there's an old cartoon called, it's called Pepe Le Pou, uh, back in yeah yeah uh, yeah you know what I'm talking about the skunk yeah. that falls yeah, in love yeah. with the cat the French uh, the French skunk yeah 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 um just so funny man I didn't hear I didn't know about that like four years ago four or five years ago but oh wow yeah yeah Pepe the Pew yeah yeah so, yeah so we she so we had a you know had a joke that like my name was Pepe and she was Penelope these were like you know these are, <laughs> it, was a, it was like a joke um so she the second, I think it was the second time we met, or you know, the second time we spent time together. She, she had this um, cup made for me with Pep, with Pepe and Penelope on it. Um, it's it's a white, you know, it's a coffee cup that holds probably ten ounces, and it has the two of them on the side. And I and it's and I cracked it. I don't know about a year or two, a year or so ago, and I did glue it back on, and it's not, you know, I, I would. The bottom line is, I would not throw this away, you know. Um, because it means a lot and it's it's completely it's it completely works and it's got the crack that i i glued back on i didn't do a good job of gluing it back on but it's there and it, and it reminds me of uh you know when you say obviously kintsugi i could make it a little prettier maybe i will at some point but this the whole point of um my thing is the crack didn't doesn't take away from it and it would never make me want to uh get rid of it yeah, yeah. no i love it i love it i love those stories i just think that our uh our cracks, our fault lines, our scars, all that. They tell this wonderful story about who we are. And, and I hope when we come out of all this that we can appreciate those more uh, fully who we are, um, that we don't, we don't continue to hide behind filters or um, we, we just embrace our imperfections because we all have imperfections. That's part of what makes us human. Right. And if you, you know, if you're running around trying to be perfect all day, you're just going to be miserable. Just doing your best. Yeah, just do, your, just yeah. be you and do your best. <laughs> yeah. Who, and who, who gets to decide what's perfect anyway? People can go to the Louvre, you know, and look at the Mona Lisa. And some people consider it the most beautiful painting ever. And other people are like, yeah, what's the big deal? Right. So who gets to judge what's perfect? Um, I think to your point, Chris, what you just said. You do you. And I think that's really good advice just in terms of how we live our lives. Yeah, right on, man. I, I love your statement, you know, being perfectly imperfect. I, uh, when we were talk, discussing, you know, doing a podcast, I, I think that that's, I think that's just perfect advice you gave, you know, that's, that's the perfect advice because, uh, <laughs> because going in, I think most people don't do things, don't get started because again, back to perfection. They don't think they, you know, they, they overanalyze and then they don't do anything. So if I wanted to overanalyze this podcast or, you know, having a podcast, if I, if I strive for perfection, I feel like it's going to crumble. It's going to be too much. And then I'm not even going to do it. I wouldn't need, yeah. you know, I wouldn't even have a product. So, uh, just uh, yeah, just you want to do things. Don't think perfectly. Just just do them and see what happens. Just start. Yeah, yeah start, right. and you can make improvements as you go forward. Exactly, exactly. Because uh, through the process, it allow you to learn, and then you become you can become the idea of perfection in your mind. I guess what you would perceive to be perfection for what you're doing. Uh, Absolutely. So. Another question you had on the interview was, uh, how does having fun storming the castle and gratitude work together? Uh -huh. Yeah, so that's a line from one of my favorite movies. I have like 15 movies in my top five. So um, it's hard to like boil them down to a true five, a top five. So The Princess Bride is one of those 15 in the top five movies that I love. And there's a line in it. It's only, a, it's a scene that's only like two minutes long where the main character if people know the movie you know the scene they go to miracle max to you know revive um you know you know the the hero of our story to rescue mm -hmm. buttercup and the whole thing princess buttercup and they um they go and you know there's some doubt and there's you know it's there's all this like going on like will it work will it not work all this stuff like that and as they leave after our hero gets the the medicine the the pill that miracle max created so they mm -hmm. wave goodbye and they as they wave goodbye and miracle max is played by billy crystal 
they um billy crystal's character miracle max says have fun storm in the castle right and so um so they're on this quest they have to storm the castle to rescue buttercup so so that that scene only two minutes long you know has purpose and passion because it's the it's the pursuit of true love it has some doubt like you know because the other thing that comes out do you think it will work and it'll be like that's oh, going to take a miracle like so there's doubt that it will even work there's a band of brothers by his side like there's a a group of people around them they they don't necessarily know how they're going to storm this castle but they're going to try anyway so in those two minutes there's some just beautiful messages and themes and that's why i love it and so i end every blog post with have fun storming the castle to me it's, you know, it's having gratitude around like the people around you, the options that you might see, the fact that you even have a chance to storm the castle. And so now I use it sort of as a metaphor to like live life, right? Uh, pursue your passions and your purpose, have the right people around you. And even when there's some doubt, you know, um, try to move forward anyway as we talked about with the podcast like even there's some doubt like will it work i don't know but you know we got to move forward anyway so for me it's having gratitude like with all those things so i i love it it's a little bit of a corny thing i say but people have grown to know that that's my thing so i get a lot of messages back like it's time to storm the castle like so it's like it's like <laughs> about like like live in life. Like, you know, we've been given this gift every day. When we wake up and we say hello to Alexa, it's like, hey, we got another gift today. What do we want to do with it? So sitting on the couch doing nothing. Well, is that really, is that really embracing life like we could? Now, hey, I'm all for like recovery and rest, right? If you were going to work out hard, like you do, Chris, you need to rest, yeah. you know, your body needs recovery. So I'm not a kind yeah. of guy that yeah. believes that we have to be on the hamster wheel all the time, but, but, but th there's this gift of life that we've been given. So let's go out and have, have fun with it. Um, go out and storm the castle, if you will. For sure, man. I love that. I'm glad we're, uh, I, I'm, I'm really glad that we're doing this and that you could, you know, that you could express that more. I, I love what you wrote for the uh, interview and, and uh, just hearing you talk more actually with your voice. It's just, you know, the passion behind it. And I love how you said you wrote in here, finding true love, or I, it just seems like it's a much more poetic way of putting, you know, follow your dreams. You know, that's what, that's what I took yeah. away from it. I had a lot going on there, right? Like this is a much more, po you know, poetic way of saying that. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, it's beautiful, man. That's awesome that people uh, write that back to you. Uh, yeah, no, every, all the time, uh, all the time, people are like, I'm, uh, have fun storming the castle, Michael, Obi, you know, like, I'm <laughs> going to go storm the castle. It's like, it's become one of our things. You said uh, you have a, what's your, what, what, would be, what would be one other, uh, one or two of your other favorite movies? I'm just curious. You don't have to dig deep into that. Ah, uh, well, just, so, you... uh, hey, as a cyclist, Breaking Away is like, definitely top of that, top of the charts. Um, I, I love the Oceans series, Oceans 11 and 12 and 13. I like those. I like James Bond movies because they're just so over the top. Right. Um, you know, Star Wars, I still remember going to watch Star Wars with my dad in the movie theater when it came out in the 70s. So I like the original. The other ones in the whole prequel and sequel, like those two, but nothing, nothing replaces that moment of watching Star Wars for the very first time. Uh, we're big fans of the Godfather series, uh, although number three wasn't so good, but Godfather <laughs> two was amazing. Um, so, but yeah, so those things. And then um, when Harry met Sally, that's one of our, you know, sort of favorites in our household. My wife was that. So um, since I love my wife, I love what she watches. So uh, um, sometimes <laughs> um, she gets to have control of the remote control. Um, but yeah, definitely breaking away is on the top of that list. So like, I love that because that's like, I love these like underdog stories. Mm -hmm. uh, and because I think like in some ways we're all underdogs and I, I think we should pay more attention to the, the common people like that, not necessarily big celebrities. I mean, celebrities are not bad people. They're good people. But I think sometimes we over index on celebrity and we miss the wonderful people 
within our communities. Um, we, we miss these great stories, these underdog stories of gratitude and resilience and connection. And so I'm a big fan of like anytime we can rise up and get past our circumstances and um, have fun storming the castle or anything else, you know. Um, so I, lo I love those types of stories. You know, you you mentioned Breaking Away, and I'll have to be honest with you, I, I, I have heard of that movie several times, but I have not actually seen it, so. Um, oh, it's a good one. It has I'm everything sure. I know it. it is. I have heard of it, so. <laughs> yeah, identity and purpose and true love and athletics and underdog stuff. It's like, ah, it's, it's so good. I love it. My, my girls, I don't think, are huge fans. Because um, they probably <laughs> would say they have too much cycling metaphors in our household as is. But mm -hmm. for me, gosh, yeah, I love that movie. Well, I'll definitely, uh, when we get off here, I'm going to put it put it in some list. So uh, I'll def I when I do see it, I'll let you know, because you've inspired well, yeah, me to just, take that step. Just, <laughs> just, have a, just have Alexa remind you, man. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> So let's uh, let's start talking a little bit about your book here. Um, so you, we I know we continue to go back to this thing, but how how did gratitude help you get through what you describe in your book as the most difficult time in your entire life? Well, for me, in the early stages of my recovery, all I saw was what I didn't have anymore, everything that I lost. Right. And back then, in two thousand one, I didn't know much about gratitude at all. Like. You know, gratitude wasn't really a thing back then. You know, 2001, that's like pre like LinkedIn and Facebook and all that jazz. So I, I didn't know much about gratitude. And But then through my, through my recovery journey, after I had my big aha, when I knew I had to get my mind right to get my body healthy, I found... I found gratitude. In fact, I didn't necessarily label it as gratitude in the moment, but like in hindsight now I can label it as gratitude to help and what it did is help me shift my perspective to say, okay, God, I still have so much. I still can do so much because I would just sit in my right. hospital bed and just complain about my circumstances. Then it helped me see what I had. And that gave me a little bit more energy and more purpose towards getting myself better so I could get out of the hospital and back home. That's beautiful, man. And I and I and uh, I remember in your book, you specifically saying that you were in you you got put in a room with some other people, and I think you said they were you didn't know how did how did you put it? You basically said that these other people they they're ones that actually lost appendages, and that you you were sitting in the room and you were the most fortunate uh, in the room in the sense that you you know you didn't have permanent damages or um I, i'm not i'm paraphrasing this wrong do you know do you know what i'm talking about yeah well uh, yeah share a, little, share a little bit yeah. more about that i mean it's yeah, the whole so, counter the the shock culture shock there i mean what a what a what would put a to put a mirror in your face i mean wow yeah well that was a wild mirror no doubt about it, it and i think it underscores like perspective matters so leading up right. into that moment i was always i was the most unhealthy on the orthopedic wing of the hospitals I was at. So mm -hmm. I was being transferred to my third hospital for rehabilitation. And my first three roommates were all quadriplegic. And they were all, one of them was trying to learn how to drive his wheelchair using just his breath. And in that moment, Chris, I went from like being the worst off thinking my life was over to like, realizing wow it could have been worse like yeah. hey hello hello perspective shift and i didn't stay in that room for very long it was only like it was a temporary holding room for me i i later got moved i think three or four days later into another room but you know like i in the last chapter of my book shift creating better tomorrows i talk about 20 ways of being and gratitude is number 14 to to help us like in these moments especially like a moment like this to help us like appreciate that you know it, it could be a lot worse than what it is it, this isn't fun but it could be a lot worse so where can we find moments of gratitude so we can focus on something a little bit more positive to help us continue to go forward for sure man for sure and uh, i mean pers 
perspective, I think, yeah, perspective is, is so key on, on so many things. Just, uh, you know, uh, when you were, when you were talking before and I was thinking about, you know, I, I felt like I, most of my life that I, um, you know, that I, you know, I was grateful, but I, I don't think I really understood what gratitude was until um, I lost my mother. You know, I think yeah. that's what uh, everything leading up to that and just uh, realizing through that um, this this what what being grateful is in, in my in this whole passion to to stay in a grateful state and to assist people to 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 get into that moment. Um, you know, it it all sprung from something really really awful man <laughs> uh, but you know but i mean and you know and again it's all perspective so you know i and i've said this before you know i i was very fortunate that i i knew my mom you know that my mom loved me that i had 35 years with her these are all very these are all the other side of the coin you know um and even when i was talking uh, last week to somebody else about you know just love when you just if somebody loves you and you love them it's 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 a it's like almost like an unwritten contract that someone one of you is going to pass away um it's just it's going to happen and it, it either you can be friends and care about people and have that unwritten contract or you can be alone and never never feel love you know or never love and i and i choose i would choose any time to i would choose love any time because it's, it's, the, it's the best. And, uh, you know, and that's, and, and I'm, and I'm great. You just have to be grateful for the time you have and the friendship you had and the moments you had. And, um, and that's, you know, that's, that's where I, that's the perspective. I think, I think that, and that's the heart, like, you know, gratitude, like one, the fact that you have this project, Chris is so awesome because it came out of something so difficult and as you share your own story and you share the story of others i think one thing to underscore which is part of your message that gratitude isn't easy like gratitude gratitude is so powerful but it's not easy when we have moments of like loss like with you and your mom and current day or what i went through with my accident that finding gratitude is, God, it takes emotional labor. We sweat a lot. You know, we're not running, but it's still mm -hmm. labor. And, but when we can find it, or if we can develop a practice of it, in our tough moments, we can find it faster. So that tough moment may not be as intense or may not last as long. Um, and, and it's not to deny our sorrow, our suffering, our loss, those are real emotions that should be felt. But it's also, you know, finding gratitude helps us like mourn or have sadness when we need to, and then not stay there longer than we probably should. So we can get back to doing the goodness that we're meant to do in the world. That's so true, man. Um, you know, I was, I was, I was writing about this the other day and uh, you know, it just, the, the thought is, you know, it's with being grateful, it's not, you know, it, it's, it's always a choice. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're, it doesn't, you're a good or a bad person. It's, it's a choice um, that the more you make it, the easier it is to make and the quicker you can, you can get into that state uh, back into that state of being. And bottom line is, you know, that whatever the world throws at the statement basically was like, whatever the world of the universe throws at you, that's going to, it's the world that sometimes can feel like everything is coming at you is to, is basically to make you ungrateful. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. a state yeah. to make you ungrateful. And, but and the choice is the, the great thing is that we have a choice to be grateful. And that's all it is. It's a choice. And the more that you can make that, the more that you know, it's a choice and that you can, make that choice, the, the better your life's going to be. It, the, the benefits are massive in the way of making that choice, uh, even though everything can go against it. You know, uh, that's, you know, I, when I was doing my writing, I'm talking, you know, about these situations that just, you know, that would, most people would just be like, I give up. This is all BS. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm done, you know, yeah. um, but if your mind, you know, if you decide you're going to be okay, uh, I, you know, gratitude's a real thing. 
uh, I, I have basically, you're going to be okay. All is not lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? All is not lost. Uh, <laughs> you know, things are going to come and go, but you know, it's, everything is not lost, you know, and, and it, you, you, there's still, there's still a lot in life to be grateful for, even if something really bad or some, you know, this something happens to you, there's still, it, everything doesn't get taken away. It, and it doesn't, you know, you're still, there's always going to be something. Um, and that could be as simple as, you know, you have the ability to think, or you have the ability to breathe on your own, or your legs work, or there's running water, you know what I mean? Like you could just, if you're not in a box and you're not thinking, there's a lot, you know what I mean? If you really want to, there's a lot that you could cling on to. Um, obviously oh, it's absolutely. easier sometimes and harder at others, but there's never, if you're still awake and you're present, there's, there's never, there's always something that you can be grateful for uh, that, that takes your mind away for a moment. Just a moment could be from that trauma, you know, or that, that yes. situation. It, it just, it's almost like it's just giving you a little relief. You know, and sometimes that's all you need. That's so true. That's sometimes, yes, you're spot on, Chris. Sometimes it's all you need. Just that moment of reflection to then move in a different direction. Totally right. agree. Just, thanks, man. Uh, well, let's, uh, so all, all the profits from your book, uh, Shift Creating Better Tomorrow's uh, Winning at Work and in Life, you, uh, all the all the proceeds are going to the world bike bicycle relief. So, and you also, uh, you're also involved with charity water. Do you mind uh, telling us a little bit about those two charities or relief funds? Yeah, but both are just incredible charities. So world bicycle relief, they help conquer the challenge of distance by giving girls mobility. They go into rural parts of countries like Malawi and Kenya and Zaire and they give girls a bicycle for the very first time because they're forced, those girls are forced with maybe having to drop out of school because they're walking so far to school. And they're walking through jungle and in very, like, very hard conditions, harder than any conditions right. that we have to walk through for most of us here in this country. And some of it's customs, some of it's just the walk, but they come in and they give them a bike so that 10 kilometer walk each way becomes a 10 kilometer bike ride and makes it a lot shorter so they can get to and from class easier and then get back home to do some of the things that they need to do at home. Uh, some of them fall on gender lines, um, you know, in, in some of their villages and stuff like that. So it changes their lives. They end up graduating high school they have an education, they have more economic vitality, they tend to marry later, have smaller families, but there's, there's something that changes within them, their story about who they are. So when I lost my mobility for a while, I wanted, I, I didn't write my book to get rich. I wanted, wanted it to be about the message. So I was like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to donate the money to charity. That way, it can just be about the message. So all the proceeds go to them. And Charity Water is another organization. I think we, you know, in the States, we sort of take our water supply for granted. We have places like Newark and Flint, Michigan. And my hunch is that we have more cities that also have water that's not as healthy as it should be, right. like it is in Newark and Flint. But for the most part, we go to the tap and we just like, we don't even think about it. We just take, for, take it for granted. And if you have means, you buy bottled water in your house or when you go to the store. But in a lot of places in the world, they don't have water. And you, you know, if you, you can't survive long without clean water. If anyone's watched one episode of Naked and Afraid, the first thing they do is before food, you know, they work on shelter, they work on building a fire, and they also work on getting clean water because they know they can't survive without clean water. They may be able to survive longer without food but we can't survive without hydration. So Charity Water mm -hmm. helps people in remote parts of the world dig wells and get clean water. So both organizations are like wonderful in terms of giving back and helping people rise up and giving a, not a handout, but a helping, helping hand, a, a hand up as opposed to a handout. So they can start creating a better tomorrow for themselves and those around them. So, 
you know, I, I just love charities that do that. Uh, so I'm proud to give all the proceeds of Shift to World Bicycle Earth because I think they do great work. And I believe this, Chris, I think you do too. It's like when you change a life anywhere, you change lives everywhere. There's a ripple effect. So yeah, so it's one girl that I'll never know in Kenya, but her life changes and it ripples to others, which then ripples to others. And eventually it, it ripples around the world. Um, I think the virus has shared or shown us that things can spread pretty quickly, that we're more connected than ever before. So if a virus can spread, I th also think goodness can spread. That's beautiful, man. And, um, you know, the, uh, the your, your story with the World Bicycle Relief uh, was reminding me of a um, podcast I listened to a few years ago about a guy who started a shoe company where it was, it was get one, give, you know, buy one, and he'd share one with a third world, you know, in a third world country. And it was really, uh, you know, hearing his story of going in with the shoes and giving them to the, it was the same reason. These, these girls, you know, if they had shoes, it's like the, the kids had to share them. Or if they didn't, you know, they couldn't go to school. That was what it came down to. It came down to, like you were saying, our you know, education. They, there was no way they were going to be able to go to school because they didn't have shoes. And he would, him and his friends went in and were giving these shoes out. And this, the, the effect of, it, it was, it's basically giving them hope, you know, uh, in education, which is massive. And that's, I think the, the, uh, you know, the giving it a bicycle, wow, getting them there even quicker. And that, and the fact that bicycle, you know, can be used by many people. And it's, that's really beautiful, man. That's, um, that's, that's, you know, it's really beautiful. I don't know what to say about it. Thanks, it's uh, yeah. powerful. And it's really, no, they're a great organization. organization. They're based in Chicago. So yeah, that's amazing. So they're, um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful to be associated with them. I think they're doing life-changing work. It's beautiful, man. Uh, our next question was, uh, in Shift, you briefly share the story of your family touring Auschwitz back in 2012. Uh, in your number three, Be Forgiving, uh, there's this story that's really stuck out to me and it's really powerful. Would you, could you share me uh, the story about that day and how uh, gratitude, you know, how you felt more gratitude in that detail? Yeah, so we went to Europe for a family vacation, and part of the trip was to go to Poland and go to Auschwitz, Birkenau, the concentration camp, for a private tour of the camp by a woman named Eva Kor. Eva passed away last year. Uh, she's a Holocaust survivor with her twin sister. Her family was all taken there during the war. She lost her whole family, but her sister and her survived. And for people to know about that period of time, twins, you know, were treated especially cruel because the Germans were sort of curious about twins. And so they did wild experiments on them. But somehow they found a way to survive, which is just incredible. So we went to Auschwitz, which is just you know, you just, the feeling of death and torture and hatred and, and then, but there's also like messages of hope when you see Eva and during the tour, someone asked her how she felt about the Germans. Now thinking the answer would be like, I can't stand them. They're bad people. They're Nazis. They just, I have, you know, hatred or anger or frustration. And she, a few years earlier, she this was noteworthy because it was controversial. She's like, I've forgiven the Nazis uh, for mm -hmm. what they did to me. And, and a lot of people are like, I can never forgive. And that's a choice that everyone has to make. For Eva, she decided to forgive. Right. And I was blown away by her answer. And she said, and she went on to further say, like, I have forgiven them not because they deserve forgiveness, but because I do. That if I carried around the anger towards them, I couldn't be who I want to be. So I've forgiven them, not because they deserve it, but because I do, because I can empty my backpack. She didn't say that, that's right. my, my right. family. Like, you know, empty the heavy backpack. So imagine like how many people walk around today with all these rocks in their backpack of grudges or feelings that they have, like someone harmed them and they can't forgive. Well, by forgiveness, because you deserve forgiveness, it can lighten your backpack and it can help you live the life that you want to live. So 
when she shared that on the train back to Warsaw, or sorry, train back to Krakow at that time, I was like, wow, she can forgive them. Why can't I forgive the driver? Because I had forgiven the driver like 80% of the way there, Chris. I was like, but I had 20%, 20% of rocks still in my backpack. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I, I decided I was going to like work on forgiving the driver completely because it would help lighten my, my life. So, um, that, so that's what I, uh, that's what I got to work on doing. I think forgiveness can be really powerful. And, you know, it, I think it also sort of ties into gratitude as well. You know, like just, you know, some of it is just, you're in a position to forgive. Like we all are, it's a choice. And right. so what a beautiful choice. And, you know, then for the people who are like, I can't forgive. Okay, well, okay. I get that. I honor that. Uh, just own that and be aware of that. Right. So for, for, for me, like to have a better life is, are you living your life with awareness? Do you know what's in your backpack? So if there are things in your backpack, you're like, hey, this is in my backpack. I'm never emptying this because it helps me in some way. I'd say, cool. But if it's not helping you, then maybe it's time to let some of those rocks in your backpack go. Right. I think that's that's such a great metaphor for forgiveness and what it really uh what it really means and what it, what it does. And I mean, I, I love, I love the whole idea of the rocks. That's, you know, the idea of the story of the rocks and you're carrying around this baggage. And, 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 and again, if somebody doesn't want to let it go, that's fine, but at least they need to acknowledge it's sitting in there and they're carrying it with them. Um, because most of us carry around the stuff, stuff every day and we never, we don't know we're carrying it and it's, it's affecting us and we have no idea it's even happening. Um, but, if, if we can at least make this statement in our minds, okay, this is something that I'm carrying with me. I'm going to, you know, I'm choosing to carry this or I'm going to try to let this go. At least we're being present. And in, at the, and in that moment, you can decide to heal or not. And I, I love the fact that it's not that they deserve forgiveness. It's because I do. It's, you, it's, it's for you. It's totally for yes. you, you know? Uh, and that's, and it's such a beautiful thing that you can do that because it's all on you. It's, at any moment, you can make a decision. You don't have to go to a meeting or, or call the person or visit a gravesite or, you know what I mean? Or you don't have to write a note. You just, you just have to know that it's within your bounds and uh, it's, 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 it's something you can do. And um, if you decide to do it, you know, um, I, I've been thinking about similar things like that too. Uh, you know, I, I, get, I get a lot of people, not a lot, but there's a lot of people that, um, you know, they, they commit to doing interviews for the website and then I start sending emails and I feel like I'm getting ghosted and uh, it gets really frustrating. <laughs> I can imagine. You know, especially, uh, you know, uh, and now, for example, there's some people I know that it's, I know it's not personal, right? I know it's not personal. They don't know me. I know that, but the same sense, it's like some people I know they get a lot of emails and if they're like celebrities or they have millions of people followers, you know, may, I know there's a good chance that you know, it's maybe just floating past them again, or they haven't thought of it. I know it's not personal. Then there's, you know, then there's the flip side where I know that somebody uh, is seeing the message I wrote. And, you know, I've even put an olive branch going, I, you know, I I completely understand. If you don't want to do this, that's fine. You know, I I, I say this, right? I'm like, it's completely cool, which it is, you know, if somebody, if somebody doesn't want to do an interview, that's fine. You know, Um, I wouldn't want them to do an interview if they didn't want to do an interview. You know, it's completely fine. But when, when, when you, when you write constantly every week, what happened was, you know, uh, because I'm very, I don't know, I guess it's a stubborn thing. It's like, I'm, I feel like I'm going to persistently keep asking them until they tell me no, which it's, it's a good and a bad thing, Michael. Um, it's like a good yes. trait, but it's also a bad trait because what happens is every week their name pops up a reminder and then it just, it upsets me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I can, it can literally I can, ruin my I, morning. It can completely, yeah. it completely be, it's like, it's like a rock. It's like, I forgot the rock was there. Oh, there's this rock again. And, uh, right. yeah, well, so it's looking it, at things with some neutrality, right? So you're not triggered. Right. Because this interview, this person, I would love this interview. And I think they have a great story, but bottom line is what it's doing to me. The fact that they're not responding is actually not worth it to me. It's like the cost yeah. and reward is completely flipped. 
And, you know, I just decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to write one more message, say, you know, I, I understand you don't want to do this. Um, this is, this is not cool. You know, the fact you haven't written me is not nice. Uh, you know, take care, you know, and I did that and I let it go. And I'm happy I did. And I'm glad to discuss it. You know, um, it's, it, it became a rock that was showing up every week <laughs> and it was, it was basically derailing me. Um, so, um, uh, you know, that's a little sidebar about rocks. I think, uh, you know, just yeah, no. Hey, we all have them. We all got yeah. a backpack and we all have some rocks. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm happy. I realized by my whole, my whole stubbornness about not giving up on some people and others, like I need to, you know, if it's affecting me in such a way, um, you know, I need to let it go. And in, in the sense I'm talking about this story is the fact that when you message somebody on messenger and Facebook, it tells you if they've read it, you know what I mean? That's yes. the difference between, emailing I'm not going to say who you know emailing somebody who said they would do an interview who has a big following and you know what I mean it's very different from sending an email out and not knowing if they've read it opposed to you know they've read it they've looked at it you know um, yes. and it's just complete ignoring of any type of response when uh so that's my little my little rock story for the for the week no I love it I love it I hear you putting it I hear putting you, it down for myself um so our last question uh, in shift uh, chapter 11, you have a list of uh, 20 things you know, to live by. And number 20 is be happy. Uh, in closing, how does gratitude fit into that equation of being happy? And how can people, um, particularly in this uncertain time, how can they tap into living in, in that? Well, I think that's a good question. I think both are choices that we make. The choice, I, I believed, before my accident that happiness was something you chased that once you got somewhere then you could be happy and then i realized that i can wake up every day and i can choose happiness i can choose gratitude so i think they go hand in hand that these are practices some days we may not get it perfect but as we mentioned earlier we're all perfectly imperfect but both are choices that we can make, that we can wake up and choose to be happy. You know, in the, in the feeling of like, be, do, have, like, how do we want to be today? What do we want to do? And what do we want to see more of, have more of? So that be, do, have way is such a healthier way of living than how a lot of people live and how I was living before my accident and the do, have be model of do hustle and grind have external merit badges stuff and then you'll be happy so you flip the script around this is something i learned from the great zig ziglar and you just show up being happy being grateful and then you end up doing things that happy people do doing things that grateful people do and as a result you have more of it it's a much more beautiful way of living I, I completely agree, and um, and I, you know, I, I was think I've been thinking about that lately too, about that whole the grass is always green on the other side, and um, you know, pe people that win the lottery end up being going broke and being more miserable, and you know, the fact that my, celebrities, OD, you know, um, people that have everything in the world can still be miserable. Um, oh, there's a whole bunch of like or get yeah, get everything. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of high-profile entrepreneurs out there or social media influencers who appear to be happy online. But I know some of them, many of right. them, and they're not as happy as they broadcast out. Right. It's not, it's not real. It's fake. It's right. marketing. It's not legit. So um, and they need to do some of their own inner work. Right, uh, right. They talk to others on how they should. Right, uh, and it just goes back to making the decision to be that person and then you are that person because uh, external things aren't gonna make you that person. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, have, yeah. having the choice, the choice to, be, to be that person. Uh, you can choose to be grateful and, and look, you know, and, and again, it's about perspective and then just, uh, motivation and uh, what's what's the other word I'm looking for you're, you're basically you're setting yourself up to look for things that you're grateful for uh, you know it's intention it's all about intention 
Bottom Absolutely. line, it's all about intention. Yeah. If you and wake, you if you to... wake up, yeah, you know, if you wake up, uh, I like what's what's to say. It's like you wake up and say, "Today you're gonna have a bad day." You know what? You're gonna have a bad day. You bet. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you've you already bet. you've already made it yourself fulfilling prophecy. So if you wake up and you go, "Okay, what am I grateful for today?" Um, or, or, or for instance, I can get through today. Um, you know, how am I gonna create a, a better day? Or you have these, you know, you have things to look forward to. What what am I looking forward to today? If you just ask yourself, you know. And then, you know, uh, it's, you're going to see these things. You're just going to see them because you're going to be looking for them. They're going to be in your head. You know, with my gratitude journal, I know tomorrow morning I'm going to write the things that I like that I'm going to reflect on today. And I'm going to write down, you know, a few things that I'm really grateful for. So it's going to allow me to reflect um, back. So in the morning, the journal allows me to go, I'm grateful for this. And then the next morning I'm reflecting on the, the last day and allowing my, you know, putting this, the circular motion of gratitude in, gratitude out. Um, but that works with anything and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you want to show up in the world? That exactly. intention piece. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know you, I know you've got stuff to do. We only, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time, uh, taking an hour with me here. And uh, I've really enjoyed chatting. I've really, really enjoyed digging more into these questions and hearing, uh, you know, hearing, just hearing more, getting more out of, uh, you know, out of the interview like this, it's been really great. I really, I know. I think it's it. fabulous. I love the fact, you know, Hey, we were resilient yesterday. We tried to do this for the listeners and we had some technical difficulties on my end with zoom, but we showed that we are, we are resilient. We fell down, we bounced back up and now we have a, you know, a moment of gratitude to say, Hey, you know, we stuck with it. And, um, and, and, and what a beautiful way of spending a morning talking about gratitude. I, I completely agree, man. I, you've doing this. Is, I know it's benefited me so much and I, and I, I really appreciate it. I know that uh, when people listen to it, they're going to get a lot out of it. Can you, um, can you tell people where they, if they want to con- connect with you where the best place to be to do that would be? Yeah, it would be to go to my website, which is michaelobrienshift.com. And there they can learn more about my story and they can sign up for my blog, which is called The Shift Tip, or download something called A Better Life Workbook. It's something great just to sort of think through, you know, where you are in this moment in time and different tips that I've used throughout my, um, different ways of thinking that I've used throughout my life and career to help create a better life and a better career. So um, michaelobrienshift.com is the best way to find me. That's great. And uh, I just want to tell people again that your interview is at uh, gratitudespace.com forward slash OB. And if you go there, you'll be able to see uh, links to his books, his website, um, you know, every, everything we talked about basically is linked in there. So, you know, if you want to look, read about charity water or world bicycle relief, um, all that's in there. So uh, I'm Chris Palmer with uh, Michael O'Brien saying uh, stay grateful and thank you for listening. To further connect with Michael, just check out the show notes. And if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of chapter one of Michael O'Brien's book, Shift, Creating Better Tomorrows, it's really simple. Just click the link in the show notes titled yourtakeaways.com, spend three minutes giving your feedback, and receive your gift. Thank you for listening, and I have two asks here. If you like what you've heard, please hit the subscribe button. It just helps. And if you know anybody that would benefit from hearing Michael's story, please share this podcast with them. I'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And as my best friend Josh Waitskin says, don't forget to love, and I say stay grateful. I'm Chris with Jerry Springer saying stay grateful. There you go. Sure.